Welcome to Random in Tandem, where we talk about random things in tandem. I'm your co-host, Natalie. And I'm Eliza. And I cannot tell you enough how crazy my cats are today, just scrambling around, up and down, up and down. I can't even be in this room. We had to distract Leah for like 10 minutes. Now she hopefully doesn't know that I'm here. Why? What? What's? Why does she want the room? Because you're in there? Well, I'm in this room, but this room is um, sort of like a sanctuary for my husband's plant. And if I let cats in, the first thing they do, they jump into this plant pot and start just making mm-hmm. a mess. Mm-hmm. So we can't let her in. And I, this is my studio too. Usually I don't mind if they're just hanging out next to me, but I can't let them in. So mm-hmm. we'll see. If you hear Leah in the background. It's because she's knocking on the door. Mom, yep. let me in. What kind of plant is it? It's a hot pepper plant. It's called scorpion pepper on the scale I forget the name. I'm not a fan of hot pepper, so I don't really care. But on the scale of the hot peppers, it's just like out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. And um, the the weather outside is getting to be very tricky with the colder nights. And these types of peppers, they're from India to where, you know, the nights are also warm. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, and so Kyle really wants to harvest some peppers from this plant and it's just taking a long time to get any results so he's trying the last resort bringing it in and seeing if it's gonna happen or not that makes sense that's really cool though actually yeah Uh, have you ever gardened before no 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 the only the only things i can keep alive are, well, I have a jade plant that hasn't died. Uh, I got that in, earlier this spring from someone in our department. Um, and that's it. I've killed everything else. Hmm. So I forget to water. I overwater. That's happened. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't, I don't talk to my plants and know what they need. I've thought about it. I've wanted to garden. Um, I wanted to do... Uh, one of the apartments I lived in had a balcony that faced the sun perfectly went over it. It was perfect for gardening. Um, and I wanted to put like little trays and kind of have on the side of your balcony kind of hanging, um, for like little tomatoes and stuff, but I never, never got around to it. Yeah. So you garden? Yes. It's been an adventure with the Colorado weather, especially the beginning of the summer. Mm-hmm. where we have um, the hail season. Mm-hmm. This year, we already we created like a little construction to put on top of the plants, on top of our garden bed. So if it hails, it doesn't ruin anything. It just catches the little That's icicles, good. ice pieces. Yeah. And so this year, I was actually pretty lucky. I have a lot of tomatoes, more than I can eat myself. Hmm. But not a lot of cucumbers at all. And we had a lot of peppers, too. Interesting. Yeah. I'll take some of them tomatoes off your hands. I love them. Love them so much. Really? Good to know. Yeah. They're so, so good. 
Um, and it seems like every year people have a lot of zucchini. People that I know that garden, they just have so much. Um, someone from our department used to bring them in and she'd lay mm-hmm. them out. Um, and uh, she'd always bring them in and little uh, and she had cherry tomatoes that she would bring in. Um, I remember when I was, she started gardening a couple of years ago and I asked her she or she started putting in the zucchini stuff, seeds and everything. And I kind of we were talking about it. She goes, yeah, I didn't I didn't she didn't know. Not that I would know because I don't garden. She just said that she just threw handfuls of seeds. And that's why she has so many. She didn't like go through and space anything out. So she's like, they just, she just has all these plants now and it's just gone rogue. That's fine. Anyways. Yeah. So Michelle and I have been skating, roller skating. And it's hard. It's harder than we thought it would be. Like doing using muscles that we apparently don't have. <laughs> At least I don't. Because, um, like, you have to do um, – they're called bubbles where you start at, like, a V in the back and then you, you skate forward to a V and then you're supposed to skate back. And it's the skating back part that you want to work on um, so you can then learn how to skate backwards continuously and then you can do the moonwalk and all these other really fun um, – dance moves, tricks, whatever for roller skates. And we were doing it last weekend, or maybe it was sometime last week. Um, and we couldn't, we roll forward and then we start to roll back and we get stuck. And then like, you're kind of stuck and you're like, oh, you can't like, it just, it takes all of your, it looks like you're taking a shit is what it looks like. <laughs> like you're kind of bent down and you're like, oh, you're trying to pull backwards. Um, it's horrible. And then we're like, oh, like what's what's wrong with us? Blah, 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 blah. And because we have an Instagram for it. Mm-hmm. Short, shorties and skates, if anyone wants to. And um, and so then like I got onto Reddit, boop, 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 and found a whole bunch, a whole bunch of posts of other people having the same issue, which made us feel a lot better. 100 percent Also getting stuck. How do you, you know? And it is practice and it is building muscle and whatnot. But also it's loosening the bottom parts, the tracks, the trucks that mm-hmm. your wheels are on. And so yesterday we went skating again since then. And A, we found a really cool place to skate at, which we're really excited about. It's an actual outdoor skating rink. There's two of them side by side. One of them is clearly for kids and that's the one that we were in. Because <laughs> there are a lot of people in the other one. We've been doing at like tennis courts and stuff, which is difficult because it's, you know, hey, do you mind if we use the court next to you? And and everyone's been friendly, but there's always this, you know, and if someone comes to actually play tennis, well, then they have the right of way, you know. And so we're excited to find the rink. And then we loosened everything and it was so much easier. We actually were able to do it, go backwards, made a huge difference. And that's I just wanted to share that. We're really excited. Um, but with that, we, you know, we're talking about how she's moving, how she got her new job and she's leaving. They're heading out of state on the 1st of November. Wow. Yeah. So we got, we got sad. We're both like, we're not going to cry right now. Not yet. You know, um, and we're going to try to get in as much skating and stuff as possible, and I asked her if I could take her on a date, date night, one last night. 
Um, so we would go stargazing. That's and, awesome. You know, yeah, just we've always we were kept talking about doing that, and never did. So, um, so yeah, there's just it's been on our I think probably everyone's minds a lot recently because it was so sudden and we're happy for her. I'm so happy for her. you know she got this new job and I'm um, just going to be near family and it's she's going to be happier you know I think and you know we have all gone on to do other things and you know with me moving and stuff too so yeah. it, it's it's I, we're really happy for her, but it's it's so you know abrupt we thought because the position is remote that she would at least have to like the end of the year and mm -hmm. no you know she just found out two weeks ago maybe yeah something like, like that mm -hmm. um and it just brings me of like reflecting on the little family that we kind of built in our department our workspace I never expected and I've never really built anywhere else you know it's not something like it's great if I'm you know get along with my coworkers and we're friends and I've made friends with my with previous coworkers at other places but not like this where you know we're just so close still we, you know we have at least monthly you know happy hour and we're still, and we're chatting all the time, you know, we're texting all of us. And, um, and it was really hard when you and Jenny left and it was hard when Ford left and then, it, you know, then, so then it's just Michelle and I, and, you know, now we're leaving and it's, I don't know if I'll ever find something quite like this again. I know that sounds cheesy or whatever, you know. But it's, it's, I don't know, I think what we had is very special, very unique. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, every time I think about, you know, the whole situation with people moving onto new things, it's definitely also very American, meaning it's more likely for you to move to another city for work or for family moving here in the States than in Ukraine. And mm -hmm. so in my experience, I've moved quite a bit when I just um, got here in 2013 full-time, right? And so mm -hmm. I, I lived in Nebraska for a little bit, and then I moved to Ohio, and then I moved here. And it really made me close my mind to to new relationships and new friendships because I just felt like, well, I'm going to move. What's the point? Mm -hmm. And it's just maintaining relationship on the long distance um, is a bit more difficult, I think. And when you're an adult, it takes more time to open up and you're like, is it worth it? All the energy... Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yes. So it's it's definitely tough with Michelle moving out of state. At least I don't know. I just I'm hopeful that the fact that we can all stay remote and resume our little happy hours that way this yeah. year showcase that we can do it. 
Yes, I was just going to say that. Yeah, it proves that we can all still keep in touch. And, you know, with our little text group, we can, you know, still share photos of our cats and everything. And, but I, I agree with you. And I would say I'm similar. I can definitely, is that your cat or my cat? It's your mine. Cat. Um, I can definitely relate in moving when you've moved so much and you do just eventually kind of, is it worth it to put in that time and that energy? Um, especially for me, when I know that I'm going to move again and again, I know that I'm just going to keep moving on. Um, that's just my nature. And I've also moved a lot. I've been moving since I was 18. It's a lot of years. I lived in a lot of different States. Um, and now a different country, because I'm cray-cray. And I think part of me has also just kind of gotten um, used to that, used to saying goodbye and used to, I mean, I would still develop friendships, you know, good friends and everything. And I, but I just kind of became numb to that. Oh, I'm leaving, you know, whatever. But this, this one, this time is a little bit different. I've also been in Denver a lot longer than any other place, um, except for my hometown. And, you know, we've all worked together and we've all, I feel like we've been through a lot and I, you know, Michelle and I certainly have connected a lot with a lot of our similar, um, background stuff and everything. So that certainly makes it a little bit harder. And then there's just people that you meet that you're just, you know, you just, you start clicking with and you know, I think somewhere that it's, that it is worth it. Whatever happens, it is worth, yeah. you know, um, but oh, it's going to be so different with, mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, it's already different. It's already, it already changed so much. Um, once you guys left. Yeah. Um, it's almost like it's inevitable, I think. One thing that I regret about uh, my graduate school here in Ohio University in the States is that I didn't really connect with people because to me it was like in and out, one and a half years to two years. I don't care about making friends. I know what my mm -hmm. goal is, getting mm -hmm. master's degree. And it was interesting because we were in a cohort style program. So I've seen, I've, I would see these people every day in the office, in the classroom, same faces, and they would always get together uh, for beer, happy hour, potlucks. And I would tend to skip those, not because I didn't like the folks, but just I didn't want to waste my energy and now I realize that it was probably a lost opportunity for me mm. and um, but I think I was still very hurt from me moving from Ukraine and losing mm -hmm. my team at the language school and that in one year we were such close-knit group and we would celebrate each other's birthdays teacher's day new year's and we were all on the same kind of I don't know, wave. Mm -hmm. And so losing that, I pretended to be numb. I was like, not Got a big it. deal. Bye, you all. 
see you later. And then I just moved to the States. Like I remember it was something ridiculous. I was still teaching on Thursday and I would fly out on Saturday. And I would have to have these goodbye classes, last classes. And my teenage group would uh, do a little frame photo, all of us together. And my kids would bring some flowers. And I was like, this is not a big deal. Who? And it was just like, who I was kidding? And just yeah. thinking about it now, I think I went into a high university experience thinking I don't want to get hurt again, sort of. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense, especially when you just did that. Like, that's a fresh, you know, you just lost your group, your people. No, that makes sense to me. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's going to be me going to going to Berlin. You know, I'm not I'm losing my group, my people, and I'll be in a new place. Who knows? But. I could definitely see that happening. I don't know. I think when I moved from Tennessee, I moved from Chattanooga, Tennessee to Denver in 2010. And I had been in Chattanooga for two years, I think, at uh, Guitar Center as the operations manager. And we went through a lot as a team. We went through a lot. And when you do that, you know, you certainly bond with your team. And so I had my employees for the operation side of things. And uh, one of them is that was an assistant of mine. So her and I worked very closely together. I was training her to become an operations manager. And then, so I was partners with the store manager and then he had his assistant managers and then the salespeople. And, um, you know, we had all gone from fighting kind of because, you know, they're trying to do sales and I come in with my loss prevention and safety and, uh, you know, you're not checking checks right. You're not putting the ID information correct back in the day when we took checks um, and all of those things. And we kind of went through a difficult time. There was just anyways. And then we came out on the other side and we we pulled through and we were champions. We won a lot of awards. So, um, and then we just became comfortable together. We became really good friends, all of us. And we would go out and, uh, a lot of people, uh, played in bands. So we would go out and watch each other's shows, um, go out for drinks and just whatever, and just have fun times and pull pranks on each other. We definitely did that. Um, you know, if you ever, left your keys somewhere as like one of the assistant managers, if you left your keys somewhere, which happened a lot, you were effed on where they might be. And sometimes I think there are a few times when they ended up in the freezer. Oops. Yeah. There's just like so many little things or a uh, completely saran wrapped. Um, Cause we're not saran wrapped, but we had a, whatever the other stuff is. Anyway, it's not important. Um, where if like the package stuff, so you close it, then you can heat it up. Not important. Um, so people would do that and we just all kinds of silly things. And so, and, and again, in like a two year time period, that's a lot of up and down emotion. There's a lot of, um, growth with each other and everything. 
And deciding to leave was really difficult. That was really difficult because even I had such a good relationship with my district manager. You know, he was certainly a mentor to me. And yeah, it was so, so difficult to choose to leave, but it was time to leave. It was, it was time. And um, when I left, they threw a little party and it was, you know, we were all happy, but sad at the same time, I think, you know, and I think that might've been my first real, uh, like leaving behind, you know, my good group of friends, my people. And I think I became numb after that. I think that kind of happened. I came to Denver. I was only here for a month, um, before getting promoted to Las Vegas store. And then that was a really shitty experience for the most part. And then I moved back in 20, the end of 2011, 2012. Um, And I think by then I was just, I don't, you know, kind of closed off, I think, from making any real deep connections with people uh, until now, until our little team of people. Yeah, recently. Yeah. And I think it's going to be hard to leave um, everyone in the department, everyone. I don't know. Just they've contributed to my life in so many ways, you know, it's going to be really, really sad. And, and our department has been through a lot. There's been a lot of changes, a lot of ups and downs, I think. And yeah, that's going to be difficult to leave behind, but when it's time, it's time, you know, everyone has their, their path that they're on and it is inevitable. You know, that you're going to, people are going to move on. It's that's, that's the age that we live in. And that's, Especially, I think, cities like Denver, you know, that's just going to happen. Um, I don't know. I've certainly here have made, especially over the last couple of years on my mental health journey and everything, I've really found my little family of friends. And that has been life-changing for sure. I would not be where I am today without you guys, without my people. And that's going to be the hardest to leave behind. Yeah. But hopefully virtually we can all still, you know, keep in touch and everything. That's my hope is that I know like people say that we'll keep in touch and then you don't, um, you just, you know, people just kind of drift. And I, I hope I really hope that we don't allow ourselves to do that this time with our group. Yeah. Um, well, I think once once you have such good relationship with people and you part ways, chances are when you do reconnect, it feels like you haven't even left. So mm-hmm. that's the, the true test yes. to the yes. relationship. Yes. I do agree with that. I have... My best friend since I was seven, we met when we were seven, um, when I went to live with my grandparents, she lived next door and her name is Victoria. And I just remember sitting in my backyard and she just comes walking around the corner of the house and, you know, we just start chatting and we've, 
you know, we don't talk as much, certainly over the years. Um, she still lives back in California. And, but we keep in touch still, you know, to some extent, um, messaging and whatnot, texting and stuff. She came to visit me when I lived in Las Vegas, which was really great. And we, you know, we've been through, we have been, <laughs> we've been through so much, um, living next door to each other, our, our entire lives, you know, that whole time we lived, I think that was, that was the hardest to leave that my family and her, when I moved to Tennessee, cause I went from California to Tennessee when I was 19. Yeah. 19. Um, and that was the hardest. I really wanted her to come with me. Um, she's like my sister. We, and we like, we, you know, we would say that and everything. Um, but we, whenever we do talk, I mean, certainly we've both grown and changed since, you know, our teenage years. And since we've, you know, really spent that much time together. But every time I go home or when we talk, it does feel like, like, yeah, there's a lot to catch up on, but our personalities and how we, you know, bounce off of each other like that hasn't changed. I feel like we still get each other to uh, to some extent, which is lovely. And I feel like it'll be like that with you guys, um, with Michelle. And I have that with the people that I worked with in uh, Chattanooga um, and at the one in the Guitar Center in Knoxville, which I still keep in touch with them. Um, and it, it's all, you're right. Like it's, you still connect and, and it's like, you know, you've, time hasn't really passed. And I do love that. And, you know, having all these experiences moving and starting fresh with the friendships and relationship just made me think about the overarching impact of this on my mental health. And I wonder mm -hmm. overall when people have to move, especially in this society, how does that impact our mental health? It's, you know, and we're not talking about, oh, I just moved once in my lifetime. Like our parents, they were born and lived and worked and now retired in the same household. That is not mm -hmm. the thing for us. But when mm -hmm. I reflect back, let's say on this German couple that I know, they are part of the community. They lived in Berlin for the majority of their life. And I think it contributes to their overall mental health. It certainly would contribute to mine. And now that I live in Denver, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to be here for two, three years. No need to start new relationships because I'm just going to move. Mm -hmm. I bought a house. Oh, I'm not going to decorate my house because I'm just going to move in two, three years. So I got into this weird state and I don't know how to get out of it because now I feel like I'm ready to start again. And I mean, maybe being part of some charitable organization or volunteer somewhere. I'm not too sure what it is for me, but I feel like I need something like that in my life. You want to connect so, with your community? Yeah. That's really interesting. I feel maybe a little bit opposite, kind of. I don't, well, then, then the then the couple you were talking about, like them being involved with their community, and, and when you're living in the same place, like that's you know you 
that was good for their mental health or that's probably true for many people. And I think my, like, I need to keep going. I need to keep moving. I cannot stay still. And I've imagined it and I've tried so hard to imagine it and I can't. And, and that, so like my mental health is I need to keep going. I need to be free in that respect. Um, which is hard because I also have attachment abandonment issues. I do. That's okay. You know, so I do get attached to some people and, you know, this group of people, certainly those, you know, one of them, you know, you've certainly been a deep part of my life. So then there's, I gotta go, but you know, come with me, you know, um, I wish. So I think that's, that's interesting like I can't even imagine being still and being so involved in the community for years. And just that's no, Mm-mm. that makes me claustrophobic or something. I don't, I can't explain it. It's really interesting. Yeah. And it gets very claustrophobic, especially if you realize that you do not have a way out. Like the majority mm-hmm. of people in my hometown f- do feel that way. But then all of a sudden, when you do have a possibility to move, then you're like, but where should I move? What's going to be the ideal place to live? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. That's overwhelming for me personally. Yeah. No, that becomes overwhelming in and of itself. And then it's, there is this opportunity to leave. And maybe that's all some people wanted was to see the opportunity, but not really you know, feel like knowing that it's there makes them feel better, you know, but really leaving their family um, in the place that they grew up and everything, what they know. I mean, I get how that's comforting. You know, I feel that way when I go home, you know, that's my home. I feel very comforted by that. I would never move back home, but I feel comforted and but I was so ready to get out of there. So ready to just, I don't know, there's something in me that just I need to be out and about um, and explore the world, which I also hate because that means I don't have a home base, really. I don't have, you know, part of me wants to settle down somewhere. I want to buy a house. No, I don't. I don't want to have a yard. I want to buy an apartment <laughs> or a townhouse, the little yard. <laughs> um, and you know, have my place, which maybe I'll do someday. I can still travel. Who knows? That would be amazing. Um, But I just, so there's, I want to keep going, but I also want my home. Um, I think, I don't know. I think I've become, I think there's a good portion in my life like my 20s probably, where I was numb or more flexible with all the moves and transitions and everything. Like that that was just, that's life. And now in my 30s, it seems a little bit more difficult to, to make those changes, say those goodbyes have become, and I don't know, I'm getting old. I know that I'm not getting that old. We are getting old and so sentimental. Old. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think maybe part of that you are very right that when we're younger 
it's easier. But then how many students did I see that would move to their college town in their first year? They're so homesick. They're like, Mm -hmm. I want to be home. I don't want to be here. Why am I here? So I think it just depends too. And sometimes we artificially create this norm or a rule that you have to leave to become an adult which yes to some extent maybe it's true I think when I left my home to go to the college away out of state it was really beneficial for my personal development and growth Um, Mm -hmm. but I think there should be a fine balance right yes I do agree with that and I think it also depends on the kind of relationship you have with your family and maybe how much traveling or how much you've done growing up. You know, for some students, is it the first time they've ever left? This is it, you know, and that's terrifying. And I get that for sure. You know, or their, you know, their family is just so close. It's a really good, close family. You know, I could see that's definitely difficult to leave. Um, moving to Tennessee, I got homesick. I certainly got homesick um, within a couple months. And I remember um, calling my mom one night and I was crying and I was just like, uh-uh, what did I do? Come get me. I want to come home. And she was, she was ready. She was ready to have... Um, one of my sisters come out, fly out and pack me up and bring me home. And, and then like the next day I was like, no, I'm okay. (laughs) And I think, I think she was relieved to know that like, okay, but also just like, make up your mind. Where do you want to be? No. Um, you know, so, and there were times certainly more after that, where I wanted to be home more often to be with my parents because they were older, right? They were in their seventies and who knows, you know, my mom was sick with MS and everything. And it was just, you, you know, you don't know. And I remember like telling my dad once, um, saying I'm going to finish up school and, and I'm going to move back. And he looked at me and he's like, don't you dare, don't you dare. Cause the, the town, that I, that they lived in, that I grew up in is just not, it's not a good place. There's no, I mean, it's certainly grown a lot, um, in the past couple years. Um, but no, he, he knew that there are other opportunities for me. And I think that he knew what kind of person I am and that I, I really did need to be out and about, you know, I think he understood that. Um, but I wanted so badly to be back home and be with them while I still could and spend that time with them. So I was homesick on and off uh, for several years. And I, I feel they passed away in 2014 and 2015. And I still have my family there. My sisters still live there and, and, you know, I still have them and we still, we still talk and we still get along and everything like that. But I feel, I don't feel I don't feel homesick. Um, and I feel like the last, I always say like, it's like a balloon. 
like my parents were like the hand and I'm this balloon, right? And they 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 died, snip, and now I'm just like and I'm just floating off by my by myself and and it feels good, but it and it's sad at the same time. Like there's, you know, but I feel like I can just the world is my oyster. Like I just feel like I can go anywhere. Um and I don't feel I miss people, not places, I guess. You know, yeah. I don't feel homesick. And I had a lot of change and a lot of loss growing up too. A lot of um a lot of change. So there are things that I miss from my childhood or my teen years and everything, but I think I've gotten so used to not, I'm never going to have that again or whatever it is, you know, never going to mm-hmm. taste my mom's soup, porcupines that she would make, um, anything like that. And that's life. But I think it depends. Like, that's my story. That's my, that's me. And of course, everyone's going to be different. So certainly students, especially younger, because I was younger, I was, you know, 19 and 20 when I had moved to Tennessee and was really, really homesick. Um, you know, which is the age I'm, you know, students moving, going to college for the first time away from their family, probably for the first time and being homesick. Um, I could, I definitely understand that. And, uh, I still feel like there are days when I'm dreaming about moving somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have our goal with paying off paying off student loans and at that point in time we are free to go anywhere we want yeah and it's like but where would we go what would we do mm-hmm. so it, it it's fun but could be overwhelming but then also I think again and all of that here and move somewhere else for what because I think I agree with what you just said it's not about places it's about people mm-hmm. um but yeah. So you say like when you guys moved to Denver, you knew two, three years tops and you're out. Um, what was your plan or how'd you, how did you know, or well, I guess what brought you to that kind of conclusion when you moved here? It was the end of my grad school and we were applying for jobs and we could apply, could have applied anywhere. New York City, San Francisco, Idaho, Texas. And so we were thinking, where should we be applying? And we were thinking it's either, you know, Denver or Nebraska to be closer to family. And Kyle's best friend lives here in Denver, Colorado. Got it. And so it's like, oh, at least we know somebody, like that idea of family. Mm -hmm. And so that's what it was. But then at the same time, I knew that it wasn't ideal because Denver Metro is huge and it's growing and the commute time and air quality wasn't something we were looking forward to, honestly. Yeah, that makes sense. But Um, now that, you know, like I am switching my jobs and Kyle gets opportunities to try other roles within higher education. We just keep being here. And -hmm. now another friend of mine from college is moving back to Colorado. Kyle's best friend is moving back to Colorado. So we're like, oh, so family. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. And Michelle and you decided to move away. What's going on? I know. I know. Well, you know, um, it like dawned on me. So I never planned on staying in Denver when I moved here. Um, maybe the first time possibly crossed my mind. But when I came back after the Las Vegas stuff, I didn't really know what I was going to do other than like mm -hmm. go back to school. And then I thought for sure I would do grad school somewhere in the States and go do that. And then who knows where I would end up. Um, you know, but I ended up doing my degree and then staying to work at the university. And I was in a, you know, a long-term relationship for seven years, seven years, six, seven years. And we talked about moving and stuff a little bit, but you know, her family's here and her parents are older and, you know, so we kind of like, okay, we're not going to do anything right now. And then when we broke up and, you know, here I am single, you know, I was thinking about like, what, what do I do? You know, what, I don't know, what do I do? You know? And then I committed to working on my physics degree and everything. So I stayed to do that. And then sometime in the spring, you know, the spring semester, you know, being at home and quarantine and everything is like, it, it all just dawned on me that the math and physics degree, I wouldn't, I don't need it. What I, the only thing that I needed was to know that I could do it. And I, and I found that out. I can do it. I can do the physics. I can do the math. Um, and that was what was important to me. That's, I don't need a degree because I would do nothing with it. I don't want a job in math. Um, yeah. And the physics, that would be to go to grad school and do astrophysics or something, um, which I don't really, which I wanted to do. But anyways, it's a whole other, that's another podcast. Sorry. So when I realized that I'm not going to be staying with my current job and using that to finish my degree, I'm not doing any of those things. I'm not happy with my current job. Um, just because I think it's, you come to a point where it's, Okay, you've been doing it for a couple of years. You know it. There's no more challenges or anything. Um, so when I realized that uh, sometime in May or whatever, and then it just like dawned on me, like, well, then why am I, why am I staying? You know, I'm not happy. And what else is out there? Maybe now is the time to go explore. And I, you know, the one thing that crossed my mind that was going to prevent me from leaving was my group, my, you guys, you know, like that was it. And then I just know, I know that you guys would want me to go on and do what Eliza wants to do. And then the door opened, right? To, well, where do I want to move to? You are right. That was difficult. It was, I went through all these different cities in my head and nothing felt I like tried to like listen to my, to my soul and just nothing really hit right. Nothing sat right. Denver did. Denver did when I picked that out uh, in 2010, that sat perfectly. Um, but nothing else, but I knew that I wanted to get out. I, you know, I, I need to, I need to do other things. I want to go, you know, explore myself. And so it took me a long time. I say a long time. It took me, I think, a couple months of thinking about it daily and looking at maps and looking at stuff, you know, to realize it doesn't have to be in the States, Liz. 
you can move out of the country. Whoa. And that's even more overwhelming, right? Because then it's like, cool, what country? <laughs> it's more options. And then all the challenges that come with those things. Um, yeah. So it does become overwhelming once you realize that you're free to, to go on wherever you want to go. But yeah, where do you go? Um, yeah. Berlin, here I come. You're the chosen one, lucky duck. <laughs> yes. Well, I, you know, with all the transitions that we're going through this year, this month, I'm looking forward to actually seeing you all in real yes. life this soon. Yes. And, so, and then we must do a trip to Florida. Yes. So we're, we're going to do that, right? And we're going to go to Disney World and we're going to go to Universal Studios. I'm just saying. Ooh, and then you can have some butterbeer at the Harry Potter Land. Ooh, that'd be fun. Really excited about that. That's so good. Um, and what Michelle and I talked about last night, since I'm moving in June, she's going to try to come back out here before I leave. And that's... So I, we've been talking about, um, you, me, Jenny, and Michelle, I've been talking about getting a place up in the mountains, breaking them plates, you know, doing our thing. And we don't have time to do it, you know, with Michelle bouncing so quickly. So when she comes back, we will go do that. We have, we agree that that's what we shall do. Um, we will go get a place up in the mountains for a night or two, and we will break those plates and send me that off to, like a plan. to Germany and celebrate our friendship with our cat tattoos. That's yes. another podcast too. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's, I don't know. I am excited. I am excited to see everyone um, in person again sometime this week for our last, not last, not last, for our, our final one for now in person yes. half hour. And I just don't know why, but I want to, for me, I think this is a good kind of end to our conversation, but I want to leave our listeners with this, I don't know, consideration is to be mm -hmm. intentional about reconnecting with their friends, even from past experiences. And I think it takes maybe sometimes an effort, but it's totally worth it. And yes. So go pick up that phone, text your best friend, um, I don't know, our family member. It's never too late to reconnect. It's never too late to reach out to those people that were special to you, that you had that friendship with, that bond with. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I might go do that. And don't be afraid to open up again. If you move, mm -hmm. if something changed in your life and you... Maybe lost a friend. Who knows, right? Don't be afraid to open up again. Although it does take some energy and things like that. But it's, again, it's totally worth it, in my opinion. Obviously, like you mentioned, it could be different for different people. But mm -hmm. overall, given the fact that we are very social creatures, it's usually a good thing to have someone in your life like that. Yeah, I think the... The benefit of having that relationship with others, having that that friendship is worth whatever pain or sadness or whatever might come with it. Um, 
I, I think that the benefit of having that person in your life for whatever amount of time is, is worth it. So on that cheery note, we'll catch you next time.